0: Hello, world! Welcome back for another ISSA podcast, Trainers Talking Truths. It's your co-host Jenny Scott here with Dan, the man, Duran. How are you, Dan? I am doing great, Jenny. Uh, I,
1: I'm I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward, but not to the topic that we're going to discuss today because it's 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 resembling me more and more every year, which is Ooh. aging, active mm-hmm. aging and 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 basically what the functional aging institute has brought to our industry so yeah i'm 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 becoming a card member what do you call it a card carrying member uh very slowly but surely
0: yes i you know dan it happens to all of us uh unfortunately <laughs> or fortunately i guess it's a good thing we're seasoned like fine right. wine right um and i think about this all the time i'm not quite we're not the same age, right? I'm almost 40 now. And John Bauer, my lovely co-host for boot camps and stuff, will tell you that I'm still not old. I get it. I'm as old as I have ever been, okay? That's so right. feels weird to me. And I now have gray hair, Stan. The lady who oh, did my hair a couple welcome. weeks ago. I know. She was like, there's a couple back here. And I was like, but I feel so good. I move so well. Obviously, I could touch almost 10 feet. I beat all my volleyball players. Why do I have gray hair? It's unfortunate. But I'm but okay. Jenny, I'm going to wear them with a the badge of honor.
1: But Jenny, you have all your hair. So there's that.
0: <laughs> as far as I know, <laughs> I <still have> that. <laughs> there is that. So let's talk about aging, Dan. Can you tell us a little bit about us, our guests, and let them introduce themselves as well?
1: Yeah, for sure. And and we definitely are going to want them to self introduce because their mm-hmm. resumes, backgrounds, and experience are extensive and long. But the two gentlemen, Dan. Uh, Richie and Cody Sipes co-founded the Functional Aging Institute. I actually met Cody, I think, about 10 years ago, right, at FitPro in London. We had dinner that's together. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan, I don't think I've met in person yet, but uh, we've we've had the privilege of connecting uh, with Functional Aging Institute, and they are now a part of ISSA. Yeah. So that's been a journey. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. So with that, I would love it if you all could introduce yourselves, and we'll start with Cody. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks. Well, I really appreciate
2: you guys having us on. This is great. And always an awesome topic to talk about is aging, how to age well, how to age better, how to age optimally, which you guys are doing a great job of. So, you know, gray hairs, wrinkles, glasses, those things don't really matter that much, right? It's, it's all the other stuff that's really important. Uh, yeah, well, I've been, I've been uh, kind of working with uh, older adults my whole career uh, since I started my master's program in 93. So it's been about 30 years that I've been working with older adults. Never thought I would, to be honest, I wasn't around many older adults, you know, wasn't around my grandparents much. And I just thought, you know, old was not good. You know, that was my experience. Old was bad. It was negative. But actually, when I started my master's program, I I saw older adults that were really vibrant and functional and sharp and realized, oh, this, this is a possibility as well, you know, and it really kind of put me on that journey of helping people live that way rather than some of the other experiences I had with other older adults. Uh, who weren't who weren't living in old age so well? So that's really what got me started. And you know, thirty years later, I've been speaking in the industry, working with a lot of different organizations. I uh, had the the fortune to um, meet Dan uh, and uh, kind of forge a, a business partnership with him, which we'll talk about later. But so now I actually teach. Uh, for about the past twelve years, I've I've been a professor in a physical therapy program. Um, so that's kind of my day job. And then I get to uh, speak and write for the industry and, and talk about this topic I love, aging, um, the, the rest of my time. I mean, that, that's really what I, I really love to do.
1: Excellent. Thank you. I just made some notes here. I didn't realize that you were a professor in a PT program. That's what my son, who's a junior now, has decided he wants to do with his life. So I oh, might excellent. That's ask great. if I can bend your ear uh, one day and connect the two of you. So, Definitely, Awesome. Yeah. Let's get to Dan Ritchie now. And I'm going to use last names a lot so that we all get in the habit of it because I'll tell you the emails when we send them and I'm on an email and Dan Ritchie's on an email. It gets really confusing. So (laughs) let's have uh, Dan R. introduce himself now.
3: That is for sure. Um, Yeah, thanks so much for having us on. Um, As as Cody mentioned, we met now 21 years ago at Purdue and uh, we both did our PhDs there in kinesiology and Uh, You know, I started out as a strength coach, I thought I wanted to coach athletes. And and that just wasn't for me pretty quickly, I realized, you know, I I don't know if I'm really going to change someone's life that's a division one athlete, um, even if I get them to the pros. Um, And and I kind of shifted my focus, I got really interested in training balance. um, And all of a sudden, I had all these clients coming to me in their 40s and 50s who were baby boomers at the time. And they're like, you need to help me with my balance. I, I want to keep water skiing and downhill skiing and doing some of these things. Probably like Jenny in a few years is going to be like, I want to keep dominating on the whatever sport it is, volleyball or you know, yeah. basketball or whatever. <laughs> and and I realized there's a really interesting parallel to athletic performance and balance and athleticism and agility and all these things that people in their 40s and 50s. So that led me to uh, Purdue University to get my PhD and and really start to focus in on on balance. And then I shifted even older, right? I said, well, hey, this is this is a massive issue for people over 65 falling. Um, what can we do in terms of training? So I've really spent the last 20 years training clients, um, all, all ages from you know 50 to I think 97 is the oldest client I've ever had. Um, uh, we have had clients in their hundreds in our facility. Um and I've even trained NFL prospects uh, uh, at the same time. But um, but really, our, our passion, I think, over the last 20 years has been how do we help people age really, really well, right? And so whether you're 60, 70, 80, 90 years old, what is it you need to do so that you can live life to the fullest?
0: That's awesome. Yeah, and I, I tell people all the time, it's a population that we don't want to, as people like to say these days, we don't want to sleep on them, right? Because First of all, did you guys see that report that came out a couple of weeks ago? They said in the next ten years, over half the world's population is going to be considered seniors, 65 and up. Like they're here and they're not going anywhere, right? They're right. living longer. But to your point, like they want to live a better life. They want to live a healthy life, a fulfilled life, where they can go do the things that they want to do, and they're not just sitting at home in a chair or on the sofa. Um, They want to stay active and do all the things that they want to do. So I personally, you guys, am super excited about our partnership with you guys. Um, I personally looked through all the coursework that we've purchased from you guys, and it's amazing. It's so applicable. It's so simple to implement, but it's just ways of training and thinking about this older population that people don't usually think about them like that. Um, Yeah. And
3: I I think you hit it, Jenny, that it's not a niche, right? I mean, I think for too long, people are like, Oh, that's that's nice. You guys do senior fitness, you know. I'm like, well, first of all, senior is not a great term, but it's not really a niche. You're you're talking about it becoming the most dominant population, right? And it's continuing to grow. This isn't like a fad or a trend. It's it's here and it's here to stay. Uh, for the average trainer listening right now, who's 20, 22 years old, it's going to be a dominant consumer for your entire career, right? So. So it's not just a small little segment. It's it's a huge opportunity.
0: Absolutely. So can you guys, I'll have uh, Cody talk to us about this. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, how you guys came into the partnership You connected with Dan um, with with ISSA and what that means for Functional Aging Institute? Yeah,
2: absolutely. So after I got my master's in clinical exercise physiology, which was kind of preparing me to go into cardiac rehab and I quickly realized there was no money in cardiac rehab for one. And two, I I really didn't want to go that, that clinical. So I got talked into just going to get a PhD. So I started at the University of Virginia and kind of at the end of my coursework, I got hired uh, by Purdue to run their health and fitness center that they run through their department called the Ishmael Center. So it wasn't their campus rec center. It was for primarily retirees and faculty and staff. Um, So I started doing that while I finished my PhD, ended up transferring my PhD over at to Purdue and finishing that but that's where Dan and I met Dan came to get his PhD so uh, at Purdue so we were there right at the same time we realized uh, very quickly that we had the same passion and interest in working with older adults and had this really a uh, harebrained dumb idea to open a fitness center for older adults there in West Lafayette Indiana okay. and so we did that in uh, 2007 is when that opened. I actually left uh, uh before that year was up so I worked kind of helped Dan get it launched Dan it r- ran it ever since then uh while I was gone um, and we just sold it last year but it was a very successful studio but kind of along the way um I was doing uh some speaking in the industry so in 2005 I was the IDEA program director of the year and that that just opened up a lot more opportunities. I was really surprised I got selected because I work with older adults. I was like, I didn't think that, you know, it was really valued honestly at the time. Um, So when I won the award, I I was actually really, really shocked. And, but that opened up a lot of opportunities for speaking and writing and doing things in the industry. And as I, the more I spoke, uh, the more I realized that trainers need education beyond what was currently out there the kind of the classic senior fitness certification, which basically just said, hey, if you're an older adult, we're going to do things uh, really easy for you. You know, hey, do your dumbbell curl sitting down. Right. And use Use a pink dumbbell. It's just all sorts of, (laughs) you know, take it easy. We don't want to break you or kill you, you know. Um, And we what, of course, Dan and I saw in the literature and working with some really top notch uh, academicians and professionals and researchers, we're like, no, there's there's a whole other world of training that's going to be way more beneficial uh, for older adults. And we wanted to get that information out. And so uh, we were really encouraged to go ahead and start our own organization. I was being courted to write a few certifications for some other companies. And and we just realized we we wanted to control it. You know, the content, we wanted to own the content. And that's where FAI was launched. And we launched our functional aging specialist in 2014. And that's what got the whole thing going.
0: Nice. I love that. And you're absolutely right. And that's and it's important that you said that, that there is more to training the senior adult than just taking it easy on them. Um, yep. And that's something that we saw at ISSA, which is why we've now incorporated your guys' content into what we offer to our students, because there is so much more than, oh, their mindset is different, right? Their physiology is slightly different because they've aged and, and, you know, take it easy on them, don't hurt them. Um, right. So I love that you said that. Um, so, what does this mean for uh, FAI? Can you tell us a little bit about how we've incorporated? Like, what does that mean for YouTube? Basically, you guys were running this on your own, right? And you had all your own content and everything. What happens now?
3: Dan, you want to take that one? Yeah, I'll take that. Well, I think the the big opportunity, I think, Jenny, is just to to introduce the the functional aging training model uh, and the the six domains of human function to a broader range of trainers, right? I mean, the the ISSA trainer who's thinking, I'm already getting clients in their 50s and 60s, and I wasn't expecting this, which is a common thing we hear. Well, I already have seniors. I already have 60 and 70-year-olds, and honestly, I I need better skills to train them better. Um, The Functional Aging Institute is going to be right there to help that ISSA trainer. We're going to say, hey, take the group exercise specialist or the functional aging specialist, if you're a one-on-one trainer, or take the complete balance guide um, it's gonna give you the tools you need now to be more successful with that population. Because I think the typical trainer makes one of two mistakes. They say, Well, I'm not gonna see them as an older person. I'm just gonna treat them like they're, you know, a 75-year-old version. And they and they wind up training them too hard, right? They say, Well, I'm just gonna treat them like I'd train a 30-year-old, and, and then they train them too hard or not quite appropriately, or they do the opposite end, right? They do the pink dumbbells and the sit down and let's do everything nice and easy because I don't want to break or hurt you or even worse, kill you. Right. And so then we give them a workout that's not effective either. Um, Well, now with the functional aging training model, I think it's going to empower trainers to be like, no, it's not based upon age. It's functional ability. It's what does this client need? And now I have the skills to really design a program that's going to give them great results. And the beautiful thing about that is when you start getting a couple of clients in their 60s and 70s amazing results, they start to tell their friends, right? They're like, How is it you're moving better on the pickleball court? How is it you're hitting the golf ball 20 yards farther? I mean, I got legendary coach, Purdue coach Gene Cady to come in because his golfing buddy was now out driving him. And he was like, What is going on? How is this happening? Right. So, so I think that aspect, adding that, sort of ability for trainers to get their clients great results um, is just going to give them even more confidence. And then all of a sudden they're going to go, I'm not accidentally getting these clients in their fifties and sixties. Now I'm looking for them. I'm getting referrals. I'm building relationships with physical therapists because I have the credential that says, I know what I'm doing to train people in this age range.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think, you know, ultimately we want to, we want to help people, right? I mean, that's kind of what we do. We all want to help people. And the way we're helping people is through the trainers. And we just see so many trainers that are very well-intentioned. They have great hearts, but they're not really doing the most effective things for their older adults because older adults are are varied, right? You've got kind of the more frail, and then you have the fit. So like, how do you handle this spectrum of function? What is going to work best for them? And that's where we kind of come into play. There's a lot of people out there that are kind of naturally doing the right things but they don't have a structure or a process or an order to it or know when to do it for one person and not to do it for another. And so that's what the functional aging specialist really sets people up to do is to be able to be more effective and be that expert in their local community that older adults will then realize, oh, this, this person knows what they're talking about. They understand me and they can improve the things that are important to me, which are, of course, the, the functional activities of our daily life.
0: Yeah, I think you make a great point there, Cody, that I've looked at, like I said, I've looked at a lot of the course materials, and I like that you said that it's from frail to frail to functional, right? Every population is like that. It doesn't matter how old you are. There are children who are frail, right? There's 20-year-olds who are frail. It's not necessarily something that's unique to seniors, and you, I think you are, are on the right page. Like, there's a lot of people out there who are kind of doing it right, but maybe they don't understand or they can't teach the client why they're doing this right? Um, But anybody who's deconditioned or not in the best shape or not in the best physical condition, you just don't start them off with crazy stuff, right? Like there's stuff that they can do that's actually pretty fun and enjoyable and a little bit challenging, but it doesn't have to be like for that frail individual all the time, especially if they are more functional. So I think that's a great point.
1: Love it. So something else that, that now we get to be a part of more here at ISSA than in the past is a summit. That's coming up, and uh, depending on when this podcast comes out, and I assume we're going to try to get it out fairly quickly, uh, June in Salt Lake City of 2023, and it'll repeat again next year. So these podcasts are in perpetuity, so I think it's worth mentioning. Can you tell us a little bit about that summit?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So we typically hold our summit in June uh, every year. We move the location around a little bit, and we invite in several really top-notch keynote speakers usually three or four of those speakers and have breakout sessions with again lots of great uh, presenters that that really hone in on very specific aspects of training older adults and have you know some sort of expertise in an area could be balance training strength and power training cognitive training some aspect we try to provide kind of a um, well-rounded panel of of presenters and but then also on the business aspects as well you know we we realized long ago that you know you can't get clients if you can't get clients you can't help clients and you know people need to make a living we have so many people in the industry that are just barely stringing it together because they love fitness and can't can't make a living really and this is a population which i think we'll get to in a little while where you can make a good living, you know, training older adults for a lot of reasons. So we cover some of the business aspects of it as well, typically offering some pre-con workshops that go along with the the summit.
0: Awesome. So people can earn CEUs at the FAI Summit, right?
3: Yes, sure do. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes, usually
3: about 15, 16, depending on the organization. But yeah, absolutely. Sweet. It's June June sixteenth and seventeenth in twenty twenty three. Um, we don't know the dates yet for twenty twenty four, but it's usually second weekend of June.
0: Perfect. Well, like Dan said, hopefully this podcast comes out before then. We'll put the the link in the description, so even if it passes though, they can at least check it out, see who was there, and then plan for next year. Because people are asking for live events. We're so glad that live events. Yes. Yeah. Sports Hallelujah! Are. <laughs> yes, they're yes.
3: back. They're back.
0: Yes. <laughs> So guys, one of the courses that we have now from you guys is the Functional Aging Specialist. What does it mean to be a Functional Aging Specialist? Dan?
3: Well, honestly, I think it gives people an approach, uh, a a theoretical model. You know, Cody and I are PhDs, so we put some academic work into that. Uh, But I always like to tell people, you're not going to have to read the 200 research studies that we did, but we will synthesize that for you into a model that then you can use Or how you train your clients. So we have seven principles that we think about. Things like, you know, should I train someone sitting down? Uh, Should I train someone standing up? Should I train someone on the floor? When do we use machines? How do we make all of these decisions so that we design our program? So we're not just saying, "Oh, well, I have to make this workout a little bit easier than Jenny's was because Jenny's only thirty-eight or thirty-nine, right?" It's not based on age. It's based on principles and fundamentals, and so. We give people, again, what we call the functional aging training model so that then they can design programs. There are no special exercises, right? People are like, well, what's the the magical exercise? (laughs) We didn't invent any new exercises. They've all been around forever. (laughs) So we might say, hey, here's a couple exercises you might think about avoiding or modifying, which probably we should do for everyone, right? Like cut out some of the really nonsense stuff. Let's use safe, appropriate. But there's a continuum of of functional exercises. So our, our belief is it's going to give someone the tools to train someone to be highly functional as they age, whether they're 70, 80, or 90. And that might change, right? As you get into your 90s, what's the most important thing you need to be able to do, right? Well, it might be carry your groceries in. Well, then let's train for that. What does that look like? Why am I putting you on a barbell bench press? Doesn't make sense for what you told me you need to do. And so We believe the functional aging specialist gives people the ability then to say, how am I going to train someone for the functional tasks they have to do to to live the life they want to live, right? And one of our core principles is need to do, like to do, and want to do stuff. And and so you start to design your training programs around function in life, less so about, well, I, I need to somehow get the chest press in today, right? It's like, it's not about that. It's about they want... to to take walks on the beach, what's the function for that, right? So it becomes very much about function.
0: It's time for another ISSA Rapid Review. Richard had this to say about our strength and conditioning certification. I loved this course. It was very well laid out, challenging, and I'm ready to begin my next chapter of life as an ISSA certified professional. Thanks, Richard. Love that. So you're listening to the client which is nice for everyone. <laughs> right? But plan your training around that, I love that. And we actually had another guest on our podcast a couple of weeks back, Robert Linkle, and he has a whole studio designed for training the older adult. And this is exactly what he talks about. So it all makes sense. It all ties together. That's amazing. Is there one thing, sorry, Dan, I'm just going to take this one. Is there one Thank thing it. or a couple of things that you think fitness professionals don't recognize about the process of aging? And I guess to, to preface that, Cody, I'll have you do this for us. Can you tell us some of the things that happen as we age? Like so what are the physiological changes or things that we should consider as we age to better understand the things that people are missing?
2: Yeah, I think that's that's kind of the crux of kind of the, the whole approach that we take is that there's a lot of misconceptions about what it means to, to grow old, to age, and what that process looks like. Because what we See, as kind of the typical process, does not mean that should be the normal process because the normal process should be that we're active individuals, right? We are active and we're moving all throughout our life from childhood on. And the fact that we have so many people that are really sedentary, what happens is that accelerates that biological process of aging. So we kind of have that primary biological process, but we have this secondary process that's lifestyle driven. And we know lifestyle is really the key. To the aging process, you're either speeding it up or you're slowing it down. And so there's a lot of misconceptions, I think, about what is possible and what the potential is for people in their 70s, 80s, or 90s, because we don't see enough people that are living their potential. So we assume it means that you're gonna struggle and you're gonna have problems and whatnot. I had, I had a lady in in church just the other day, she was trying to remember like, uh, is this your kid that was in the class? I can't remember. She was like, oh, I'm getting old. I think she might've been like 58. And she's like, oh no, I'm just, I'm getting old. And that's the excuse that people have all the time, right? Um, so we blame a lot of things on the aging process that aren't aging. And so what we think that, uh, that this process of decline that occurs the thing is is we can rapidly turn a lot of that around if and that's the key if we are going to overload those systems appropriately just like any other age group right that's why the easy stuff doesn't really work you've got to challenge yourself in these different areas but what the the thing that's different about an older adult is that those six domains that dan is talking about so the neuromuscular domain the cardio, the balance, the the uh, neuromuscular, the musculoskeletal, excuse me, the cognition, the mobility—all these are feeding together. And the thing is, is that they're all declining a little bit. So what happens is, a lot of trainers will say, "Well, I know how to strength train, right? That's what I know." And strength is an important component, right? We we can't get around that. Strength is an important component, but what we don't realize is that well that doesn't mean that your balance and your coordination and your motor control and your cognition all that is going to also improve just because you're strength training. And so people have very different needs uh, when they're in their 60s, 70s and 80s than other people in their 60s, 70s and 80s. And that's that's so I think that's probably the most important um thing that for trainers to understand is You know, if you've seen one 75-year-old, you've seen one 75-year-old. Yeah. (laughs) They're they're not all the same, right? And so, uh, unfortunately, we get kind of these, oh, I'm training seniors, right? I'm training older adults. So this is what we do with them. Well, that's going to benefit some of them. But until you really individualize, individualize for that person in front of you, you're not going to maximally benefit them. And that's really what we're, we're trying to take this approach that says, how do I maximize that person's function? Exercise is powerful. Like no matter what you do as an older adult, it's probably going to be good for you, right? It doesn't matter what you're doing. There's, you're, you're, it's going to help you somewhat. question is, how do we really maximize that for the person so in five years, 10 years, or 20 years, they're still doing the stuff they like to do really well and enjoying life and just loving it, you know? Uh, and I think that's, what's really important about the aging process.
3: Yeah. Jenny, Jenny, you just, you have to know in fairness to that lady at Cody's truth, oh. he, he has eight children, so I can't keep track of them either. Right? So, <laughs> she should have just said, I get a pass, right? So, you know, but, but I do think what Cody said, the reality is we don't talk about this enough because I don't, I don't think it's about sports, right? And so you get confused, right? But you hear about sports-specific training, right? You got to have specificity of training. The reality is, like Cody said, one 75-year-old is totally, my dad has just turned 75. I can't get the guy to stop playing different sports, which is great. I want him to keep doing that. In fact, he's been training. Last year, he signed up for five different states' senior games for track and field, the 100, the 200, yes. 400. And he didn't, make it to, he didn't make it to one of them. He didn't make it to any <laughs> of them. But he said, you know what it did do is it kept me training because I was like, oh, well, I'll make the one in Oregon. Oh, well, I'll make the one in Arkansas. I'll make the one in Missouri. In fact, he starts mapping them out based on where his grandkids live, right? His new granddaughter yes. lives in Kansas City. He's like, well, I'll sign up for the Missouri one because it's an hour and a half from her. And I'll do the Kansas one because it's an hour and a half. He didn't make either of them. <laughs> but he's still out on the track running hundreds, two hundreds, and four hundreds training because – he is planning to do the Oregon one this year with some of his high school buddies, right? He's like, I'm going to do the Oregon State games with an old high school uh, friend of mine. And so I realize I can't train my dad, the track athlete, the same as I would train another 75-year-old who's like, track? I don't want to run track. Don't make me run hundreds and four hundreds, right? So you, you have to have a specificity of training based on the sport, and we can call it life if you want for a lot of people, what they want to do. Right, uh, Joanne came to me at eighty. She didn't want to do track and field. She wanted to go to the Galapagos Islands. Right, so we have to specify our training for what those clients really want and need.
1: Yeah, and and, and put a number on it. To your point, you, if you've seen one seventy-five year old, you've seen one. I I have a neighbor right up the road. He's seventy who's always out gardening in the summer and working on his property in the winter. And I saw him working with another guy, a few houses down one day. And my wife made a connection. She's like, I think, and then I confirmed that's his dad. So he's out, his dad is out pruning trees, hauling hay around because he has a whole bunch of animals and the two of them are working side by side. And the son is 70. That's and awesome. I would not want to go out and throw hay with these guys. So yeah.
0: <laughs> it's just, you just I know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So uh, the question for you both, and actually, we'll we'll start with Cody. What business opportunities? Now, I know you said you know let's not call it a niche, and I I can appreciate that because it's certainly going to be more the norm uh, based on what Jenny was just sharing with us at the beginning. But what business opportunities are available to those who want to to train the aging population? Yeah. So
2: when we talk about the aging population um, or or seniors, older adults, whatever term you want to use. Uh, we're really talking about the opportunity starts as young as 55, right? 55 and up because we do see a lot of premature aging or accelerated aging going on. So there are people in their late 50s that are, and they're struggling already. And um, so these principles, everything we're doing really applies to them. But most of the time we're thinking, you know, 60 to 70 is, is really a good range um, to focus on. But here are just kind of some, some facts. They are now the largest population, age group population, that is going to keep growing. If you track the stats out to the year 2100, older adults are still the largest population, right? And they're making much larger percentages of every state. You know, we think about Florida. Gosh, I got so many older adults. Well, every state <laughs> is becoming Florida, right? Over 20, 25% of everybody is going to be an uh, older adult. They have money. They, they hold the most... Uh, uh sway the most uh, financial capabilities than any other population which is also something that a lot of trainers fight with when they're working with younger populations that are looking for deals mm-hmm. and they're a little they're a little cheap you know <laughs> and their jobs aren't secure and they've got kids to raise right so they've got the assets um they their health again tends to go down and they're realizing, A lot of them realize the importance of movement, even Mm -hmm. if they've never done it, like they know they know it. Uh, There's nobody you talk to that doesn't know, yes, I should be doing something. Um, But that sets them up to to be really open to the right type of marketing message. Uh, And the thing is, is that one of the, the opportunities is that there aren't a lot of trainers, gyms, or programs That are honestly doing a really good job marketing, speaking with, targeting this clientele. Most clubs turn them off, you know. And so, like, you can go into the most meathead gym, you know, you could think of. It's in a dungeon basement, and it's gloomy. And there's rock music playing, guess what, there's probably an older adult couple somewhere in the facility. Why? Not because they're so open to older adults, but because they're just going places, right? And so Dan Mm -hmm. mentioned, like, I I never wanted to work with older adults, but they kind of keep coming, because the population is so large, and they're looking for something. So they're going places. But when they see a program, and they hear a message that they resonate with, then they're really drawn to that. I think one thing that we were really proud of with our facility miracles for so many years is so many of our clients were brand new to exercise in their 60s and 70s. Never -hmm. been to a gym, never worked with a trainer, never done anything. But because of the message and they knew who we were and we had this specialization, they're like, if I'm going to go somewhere, okay, that's the place for me. Uh, so the the opportunity is huge. Uh, and, and one of the kind of going back to the financial side of it is uh, we we recommend a lot of small group personal training for clubs because of the sociability, but also you can charge more than you know your regular membership, but it's not as expensive as one-on-one training, and so it's more accessible. For people, and so they are willing to pay a much higher uh, uh, cost for a program that is specifically meeting their needs, that they feel really comfortable with, and they know they're being taken care of. Excellent. The, the
3: other, the other piece, Dan, that I think Cody didn't mention is the the what we call the customer lifetime value, which I think. I, I really haven't looked at the numbers of, of a 20, 30, and even 40-year-old personal training client. They would probably uh, probably stress me out and, and, and make me nervous and wonder why I'm in the fitness industry because I think, if I remember, most of those clients uh, last 6 to 12 months, right? Their yeah, lifetime yeah. value is not 5 to 7 years like most of these clients, and so that's a big shift because if a trainer says, I'm going to get good at marketing to 60-year-old women, um, they're going to keep them as clients for five, seven, maybe even 10 years. In fact, I still we still have clients here at Miracles Fitness that I started training at Purdue in 2002. I mean, that's 21 years ago. Um, we We can't get them to quit. We can't get them to leave. And I think part of that shift is because it's not weight loss focused. It's not appearance focused. It's not, oh, I need to lose 20 pounds for this event. Um, it's my life. I can't quit, right? So when Joanne at 80 started training with us for the Galapagos Islands, we could not get her to quit. And she trained with us till she was 87 years old. So that I think is also a big piece of the business opportunity. Now you don't have to constantly have clients leaving every year, right? Yes. You have clients for year after year after year. Um, five years, six years, seven years, Um, that makes it a whole lot easier to build a business, uh, makes it a whole lot easier to not have to worry about where your next client's coming from. Uh, The other piece, the reason I think this is the best business opportunity is a large percentage of them are flexible with their time and they don't want to train at 5 a.m. or 7 p.m.
0: Yeah! Yeah! Yeah. (laughs) They want to train
3: they want to train at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., yeah. 10 a.m. Um, I mean, we're we're having part of our Functional Aging Summit is hosted at age performance. And I remember when Cody and I first took Paul out to dinner, we were like, you mean you don't train clients after 4? He's like, no, why would we want to do that? We close at 4 o'clock. I mean, a, a world-class personal training facility doing over a half million dollars a year. And he's like, we don't even want to mess with people after 4 o'clock. We train from 6 a.m. to 3 That's it. Right. We'll take a few people, maybe at three and three. So it's a totally different business model, too. I mean, the trainer can be busy from eight to noon and not have to come back at six o'clock at night, which I think has been one of the biggest challenges in our industry is that the the work model is so tough. Right. Who wants to work Mm -hmm. at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m.? Yeah, and so that I think is a big piece of the business opportunity. Your clients want to train at 11 a.m., noon, one, two o'clock. Our our facility is packed at one o'clock and one thirty, right? Because people want to come in after lunch. So that I think is a, a a piece that sometimes trainers miss. Right? It's like, wait a minute, I can have a full time training job from eight to two. That's a pretty nice. That's a pretty nice career.
0: Yeah, it's a thing. I love that. So, Dan, you're doing a great job of laying out all the benefits. And there are many. And it's not just about the financial side, which of course that's great. And this is just proof that you can make money in this industry. There's so many people out there who say you cannot, and that is not the case. Um, but what ideal person, like what attributes does the ideal person have for to become a functional aging specialist? Cody, what would you say for that? Well,
2: I think there's a, a lot of qualities that are important. I, I think just having um uh, I would say a heart for working with older adults, uh, certainly is in wanting to change lives, wanting to improve lives. Uh, you know, we have, uh, trainers that will come to our summit even, and they'll, they'll hear all this great information about the opportunity and whatnot. And they'll say, like, yeah, I, I know this is a, such a big opportunity and they will go on and on. He goes, but I just, I just really don't like training older adults. And we said, well, then definitely you should not train older adults, right? This is not all about the money for sure. It's a great opportunity, uh, but you just need to have a passion for working with uh, this population. And it it does come back to you in droves because it is so meaningful. The feedback you get on the impact you're making in people's lives is just tremendous, right? It's, it's way more than... You know, I I cut my 40 time or or you know improve my vertical. It's people are coming back talking about things that they haven't been able to do in years and experiences they're having with their their spouses or their grandkids or or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those stories really kind of bolster you up and make you feel so good. But I think that's really the the important thing is, is just having a heart for people and a, and a good personality for it. We we've had a lot of people ask you know I'm I'm in my, I'm in my twenties, you know, don't older adults want older, you know, other older trainers to train them. And that's not necessarily the case. You know, if, if you um, have, uh, you know, some valid expertise and experience and you, you know what you're doing and you're just a professional person with a good personality, boom, you're, you're, you know, you're off to the races. You don't have to. And a lot of them don't even want a 40 or 50 year old. They actually want the 20 some Year old uh, to work with. I think you know, our, uh, one of our most popular trainers that we had was was one of our youngest trainers, and everybody loved her, right? Because she knew what she was talking about, and she had a great personality. And that ultimately, you know, that's what it boils down to—to to, to really lead this this group.
3: I think people make the mistake of thinking, oh, I must I must have to be in my fifties or sixties to be a functional aging specialist, and no, that's that's not it at all. I think you're missing the whole point. In fact, uh, like Cody said, some of our most successful trainers. In fact, Johnny started here when he was 22. Mm-hmm. Quickly became our most popular trainer, and then he bought the whole business from us. Right nice. so that, wow. here he is in his early 30s, running the running the studio. Um, so I, I say if if you're compassionate and you'll listen to people. Then you definitely can do this. Um, but there is sort of an old soul mentality, right? Like if you're twenty two mm-hmm. and you 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 can't carry on a conversation with your grandparents, um, you might struggle at first, right? Like you have to be able to not always be looking at your phone and you got to be able to look people in the eye and you got to be friendly and relational because that stuff's really important. Um, and if you get that, look out because that means they're gonna be bringing you chocolate chip cookies and brownies literally every <laughs> week, right? Yeah. One of our one of our ageless fitness studios, he's like, I don't think this is a fitness competition, but for March Madness, we had a cookie contest, right? They literally had a, a cookie racket from their ageless fitness clients. He's like, I don't know how this happened, but the trainers are loving it. I
1: <laughs> bet.
0: Nothing I that I I like
1: uh, that. So, uh, Cody and Dan, how can our listeners best connect with you, find you, learn more about the Functional Aging Institute and the Functional Aging Specialist Certification, and kind of a reminder again about the summit. Let's go with Dan. Well, functionalagingsummit.com,
3: which I assume you guys will put in the show notes, is is where you can find um, everything about the summit. There's still time to get tickets. Um, We do have a couple of pre-conference events. If you, if, you can only attend on thursday so functionalaging summit.com we've got the full speaker lineup in fact dan duran cracked the the speaking lineup this year for the, the first time
1: <laughs> I had to it's pay our, somebody off
3: yeah it's our ninth <laughs> our ninth annual um so yeah we've got a tremendous lineup of speakers so functionalaging summit.com and then functionalaginginstitute.com is where you can learn more about really all the different courses we offer live workshops that are coming up near you um we we do offer live workshops. Sometimes people are like, well, I really want someone to come out and train my whole team of trainers. You know, if you got 20 trainers, we can come out and do a functional aging specialist workshop for the whole whole crew. Um, it, this podcast is going to come out after um, we've just done live workshops in Phoenix and Houston, and but we're doing we do them all around the country, so that's that's an option too. So functionalaginginstitute.com and I'm guessing by the time this podcast lands, they'll be able to find the functional aging specialist and so many of our courses on the ISSA website. I'm sure, I'm sure you guys will put those links in the show notes. Um, But we're, we're also, the other thing I will just mention Dan is that we like to do a lot of free content. So I do tell people come back to our site because we offer two to three webinars a week on different topics this week. You can get the recording, right? So people are like, oh, I missed it. This week, I interviewed Tim Minnick. I'm guessing nobody here's ever heard of Tim Minnick. He's the Guinness World Record holder, oldest personal trainer in the world. Oh, wow. Wow. And he's only 80 years young. So I, I sort of wow. joked, I'm like, you know, we actually have a functional aging specialist in Tucson, Tim, who's 90. So she's coming for your record. So things like that we do. Wow. Um uh, almost on a weekly basis. So, so, so come to our website, check those things out. Um, I'm actually going to get to interview um, Elaine Lallane, uh Jack Lalane's yeah. widow. Uh, I'll be interviewing her uh, in the coming months. So we do a lot of free content where people can get exposed to this. They can, they can learn a little bit about balance, a little bit about power training, a little bit about group exercise. And, and maybe that will encourage them then to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to dive in and become a functional aging specialist.
0: I love, I love it. it. Yes. yes, definitely check it out. And we will absolutely be providing the links for the courses because they are almost done. Um, our content team has been hard at work getting those put into our system so our students can enjoy that coursework as well. So it's coming soon, very much so. And guess what? We here at ISA we believe in you guys. We believe in what you guys are doing. We love you so much that we absorbed you. We're like an amoeba and we just, <laughs> we just need your- <laughs> <laughs> So we are now all one and I love it. So we're so excited to have you guys on board. It's super nice to meet you. This is actually my first time seeing you guys and meeting you guys and getting to speak with you. So yeah. very excited to see the people that I see in the videos of the courses that you guys will soon see. So very, very fun. Thank you so much for joining us today, guys.
2: Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having us.
0: Yes. Dan, any last words as you age? I, you're the oldest environment yeah. right now. Right now.
1: <laughs> right now. Yes. Life is good, though. Life is good. I do. I do. I I did not connect some dots that Dan mentioned, and so I'm, I'm going to give just a personal uh, reference to it when he talked about lifetime value of a client. I have never connected these dots, and I'm actually embarrassed that I haven't because I spent a lot of time uh, you know, sharing with trainers the importance of, of renewals and long-term clients. And when I was a fitness director at a, a large club in California, we had a lot of clients that were 5'10", it was a 35-year-old club, so 5'10", 15", 20, 20-year-old, 20 20-year clients, and, and including myself, they were all over 50 years old. I never connected those dots. So that's huge, folks, if you're trying to build a business, because it takes, they say, seven times more money to acquire a new client as it does to retain a current one so
3: yeah it, it's it really really is huge and and one of the things i i say look the downside to being a great trainer for fat loss weight loss aesthetics if you're really good at your job you're putting yourself out of the job <laughs> yeah right. i mean if, if you come to me to lose 20 pounds and i help you lose 20 pounds and you're like i feel really good about this i really don't need you anymore right Well, that, I mean, that's a good thing, but it's a, it's sort of a career problem. Whereas if you're training a 60 year old, then they turn 61, you know, they still need you, right? And then they turn 62, they still need you, right? I still want to get better. I still want to keep doing things. So, so there is an advantage. And I think that's part of why you probably would have seen that, Dan, the the people over 50, you know, they realize this is the best thing I'm doing for my health. This is the best investment I'm making. So I have to keep doing it. So um so that is I think a huge advantage over people who are training for weight loss. Not that we shouldn't do that and I'm not saying to a trainer who's doing that you shouldn't do that but but that's the one downside if you're really good at that you will lose your clients. Yeah.
0: I love Well it. said. And there you go, you guys. Um, We're giving you guys all the opportunities in the world. We're giving you all the pieces that you need to build your business and make it sustainable. That's the key. Do less work, make more money. Um, And we are so excited to be bringing the Functional Aging Institute to you guys. Thank you again for being with us, guys. And welcome aboard the ISSA Choo Choo train. We're taking over the world. Um, But thank you guys for listening so much. Go out there, do all the things, learn all the things. Hopefully, you guys enjoy these new courses. We look forward to your feedback on them but of course, make good choices. We'll be talking to you soon.